Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harris of Velosos, and you're listening to So Organized Style Podcast. Grab a cuppa and relax. So Organized Style Podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout Australia. We pay our respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome back to today's Socialist Podcast featuring Ray Cumbie of Fit for Art Patterns as we continue our socialist topics of all buts welcome. And we've called this, well, actually Ray's called this podcast, Speaking of Derriers. So let's get started. Hello, Ray. Hi there. Good morning. Hi, Ray. How are you? I'm all right. And you? Good. Thank you for agreeing to do this podcast for socialists. You know, our topic certainly is rear ends or fitting pants, especially in the rear end, I guess. Really, we need to talk about all sizes of people, right? It's not just plus size or little or big. It's just sort of the generic way that rear ends. The way we have it set up in our pattern, it's very, doesn't say one is right and one is wrong, one is good and one is bad. It's just, this is what you do. And whether you're little or big, this is the way to solve the problem. Now, there may be some listeners who don't know who you are, so... Can we start by your telling us about your background and where we can find you on social media? Yes, absolutely. I have been a professional in the sewing world for a very long time, since the mid-80s, when I started a custom dressmaking business in Baltimore, Maryland. And I worked in that business for many, many years. I gave it up about five or six years ago when our pattern company, Fit for Art Patterns, got off and running. And that pattern company was started because I was teaching people to make art jackets. So that is one of my passions. And I was being invited to teach weekend retreats at weaving studios and quilting places. And I could not find a pattern that I felt was really useful. Wearable art patterns were either way too oversized and big and shapeless, or they were tailored jackets, which also did not really suit the wearable art kinds of things that I wanted to do. And so I had developed for myself a pattern that was based on square armhole and a side panel, which gives you these sort of modular ways to put a garment together, which I found to be very helpful in my artwork. And I was selling them and craft shows and things and got asked to start teaching sewing. And I just was so disgusted with spending the whole weekend getting people into a fit, either making it fit them more gracefully than a tailored garment or a little bit closer than a big oversized garment. Uh, Then I started developing this pattern for public use. I was given a grant by the Potomac Fiber Arts Guild, which is a very large fiber arts guild in the Washington, D.C. area that I was a member of, to study with quilters and weavers jacket making. And that was the beginning of the pattern, actually. I drafted the pattern I was using for myself to fit all the different women who were my collaborators. And then we had just a really great experience and presented it to the guild. And they were like, oh, you should make a pattern, which sounded so easy at the moment. So we did. So I had a friend who had been my studio assistant and we went into business together to create this pattern, which is the tabula rasa jacket, tabula rasa being Latin for erasable slate. 
And it has different fitting options in it, depending on your bust size and the configuration of your shoulder to hip ratio. And so after we got it made, we were working on that pattern whilst our friend Sarah Vebman was writing her book. I believe she was on last time. Yes. And uh, she came to us and said, you know, I, I think we need a pants pattern and with the same concept that you have with different shapes for different size bodies. And so we talked it over and talked it over with her a good bit and decided to embark upon this incredible adventure of putting together a pattern that home sewers could use. So between us, we had many, many years of dressmaking experience, fitting pants on other people. And we knew what we didn't like about everybody else's system. We had studied almost all of them and we knew what we didn't think worked well. And so we really stripped down the concept to essentially the same as our jacket, this sort of base shell of a garment to which you can do many, many things. And once you get it to fit you right in its stripped down version, it can become all kinds of different things. And so it's the same with our pants pattern. And the pants pattern was followed by a knit pattern. So we have what we call now three core patterns and a fourth coming. And then each of those core patterns, we create what we call details or variation patterns for so that you can style it differently and create different shapes and we want to give sewers tools. We felt like there were an enormous number of women trying to sew and their biggest frustration was the fit. So we thought, well, what they have is not working. Let's try something new. So we kind of turned it up on its end and we have these base patterns that you work from and get your fit. Lots of fitting information. Our website is fitforartpatterns.com. Our Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest are at fitforartpatterns. And so we are always trying to get people to be aware of the benefit of good fit, being able to recognize what is a good fit or a fit that feels good for them, and then encouraging them to change up the style and make things look different so that they have the clothes they want. If listeners don't know about you, Ray, that gives us a really good background on how much knowledge you have when it comes to fitting clothes and especially now that we're talking about fitting pants. So let's get on to the hints and tips that you've got for our listeners when it comes to making sure that their pants pattern fits them well. So where do we start, Ray? I would like to suggest a few things that I think make pants fitting really successful. One is that you need to work with fabric and you need to work with pants fabric when you are making a sample. And you need to make a sample. You need to make a sample that is a tool. It's not a sample that you're going to wear later and you're going to erase the lines or whatever. You want to put a fitting grid on it, a grid of balance lines and grain lines that will be perpendicular to the floor when the pant fits you properly, parallel and perpendicular to the floor. So we also recommend that you don't use a lycra fabric to start out with because they are so variable. They stretch so differently. And a crotch curve is something you want to get established securely. <laughs> you don't want it stretching out of place as you are moving forward. So I would say we definitely want you to use fabric. We want you to use pants fabric, not muslin, no stretch. And we want you to if at all possible, use that same fabric to make your first pair of pants. I believe this is also really important because 
every fabric is just enough different that you often have to tweak the fit of each pair of pants. Maybe not a lot, but a little. And so if you eliminate that little glitch, when you go from mock-up to first pair, I think that you have better success. I also think that you have to be patient. And I think that we're not by nature patient. If we're good sewers, we want to start in the morning and wear it at night. We want it to be done quickly. Pants take time and they even your first pairs, whatever system you're using, will probably be able to be improved upon. If you wear them, you have to wear them. You can't just stand in front of the mirror. You have to make them and wear them and make a note to yourself. You know, I think I should do this. I should change this. I should shift this. This part is not terribly comfortable on me. And if you're working with a good system, the system will feed you what you need to do. You know, you, you can read in our direction book, the Eureka Pants That Fit, the direction booklet for that pants pattern is like a book. It's like a book about fitting pants. And it tells you how to fix things that don't feel right and how to pin them out and how to make the pattern different and all those things that you need to do systematically to get yourself to the place that the pant feels really terrific on you. And when you find that sweet spot, it is magical, but it takes a little while for most women to get there. Our bodies are so different. None of us fit into the pattern in the envelope. We all have to make some adjustments, whether we're little or big, no matter what size we are, we have to do that. So those are some just off the top of my head ways that I think are good to start. Would you suggest that we purchase specific tools to help with fitting the pants? Not, not really. A ruler to draw your grid of lines on your mock-up, a piece of elastic to tie around your waist to get it up at the right place. So our system, uh, the Eureka Pants That Fit pattern, has no darts or waist on it when you start. You pull it up to where it feels good on your body, and then you tie an elastic around the waist, and then you fit systematically around the body. And the first place you fit is the crotch curve. And this is so important too, because if the crotch curve is not right, the pant will not hang right. And our nature is to make the sides smaller. That's our nature. That's our way we fix everything. And we want everything tight for the most part. It's certainly the look of the day for the most part. And so we immediately want to take it out of the sides and be done. A camera is a good thing if you're working by yourself so that you can get some pictures and look at your lines and figure out how you need to adjust. But the cloth on the body with the grid of fitting lines on it is about the best tool I know for fitting pants. Do you get a lot of resistance from students who always work on wearable twirls when they come to your workshops? Yes, of course. And what I tell them is that what they're creating is another tool. Just like the pattern is a tool, the mock-up is a tool. And if the mock-up reflects the pattern, then if your weight changes or your shape changes for some reason, you can put that tool back on, saves you the step of making a new mock-up, figure out if it needs to be smaller or larger, by releasing the seams or taking them in, 
adjust your pattern and keep moving forward. It's basically a long-term investment to do a mock-up that really is a fitting tool for you going forward. And so many things about pants fitting, getting your crotch curve accurate is the most important part. And you might fiddle with this over time. Once you get it pretty close, it takes an enormous amount of weight gain or weight loss to change that actual dimension of the body. To me, that's the key to getting your pants to fit right and being able to make them really tight or really loose or anywhere in between to make them fit you properly. You have to have that crotch curve right. Once you get it right, then you can do pretty much anything to your pants and you're pretty much assured success because you have done the work to create the core of the pant. So would purchasing a curved ruler or a, you know, that ruler that you can bend? Right. That you can shape to your body. When we were developing this pattern, we played with a lot of tools like that. And in fact, one year we were teaching up in Boston to a, a group of professional sewers. And a woman came, she was 90 years old, and she had, the second day, she brought, at my prompting, a box full of all the incredible gizmos she had bought over the years to try to get her pants to fit, like torture instruments. And we laughed at them and looked at them. And, you know, a lot of people do that. I just feel like I don't wear rulers. I wear cloth. I wear pants made of fabric. And I actually like a pretty loose fit. Even my tight pants, people would say fit loosely. That's just how I am. So a ruler, you can't even figure out what that ease is that you want with a ruler. And I do find that a lot of these gadgets, if they work on you, they give you a very snug fit. And again, that's not my personal preference. And I believe that fitting preferences are just as important as the numbers on the tape measure. It has to fit you so that you feel good in it. And that is such a personal thing. And the cloth will tell you that. And even the dress form won't tell you that. When I fit something for myself on the dress form, even if it's my dress form, I tend to overfit it. I tend to make it tighter than I want to wear it because I can. Oh, look, doesn't that look beautiful? You know, but it doesn't make it a good garment for me going forward. I am a real believer in fabric on the body. Then my next question is, are there some standard adjustments that you find are common amongst people that you teach? Yes, because we are so focused on the crotch curve in, in my mind, That is the element you have to establish. And actually, the side seams, the shape of the legs, placement of the darts, the waist is almost cosmetic compared to getting the crotch curve properly shaped and on you. There are sort of two or three things we talk about in our direction book as to ways to assess that. So one is to use a series of pinning out pinches, get the grain lines predominantly straight. We'll see these grain lines that sort of make parentheses around the derriere. And if you pull the seam out and put some straight pins in it going down, you can watch those grain lines straighten. 
And that is getting you to the right shape of the pant for your derriere. So that is one thing that we recommend and we talk about scoops. Now our pattern does have these three different backs. And I think that's really essential to realize when I have this conversation with you, because hopefully you have chosen a back that's going to get you pretty close to the right crutch curve. If you have a very flat derriere, you will choose the number one. And if you have a little bit more generous, but just round, cute little derriere, that you're probably a two. And if you're like me, you have a lot. And that is a number three. And so you've already picked that based on your measurements and your knowledge of your own self and how pants fit you. And we give you some cues in the direction book. If every commercial pair of pants you've ever bought drops down in the back when you sit down, you probably need a number three. You know, and if every commercial pair of pants you've ever bought in your life has big wads in the back, you probably need a one. There's some things we can just figure out. So those scoops are very helpful in getting the shape of the pant, or some people call it the saddle, sitting properly. I don't like that term. There's so many pants fitting terms I don't like, but you want to get that shape properly aligned on the body. And then the other thing we talk about is lengthening and shortening the crotch extension. So that's what we call the area that's going to come together in the inseam, at the inseam when you sew your crotch curve that creates the whole shape of the crotch. And so again, the lines will tell you if they're dipping down, you don't have enough. And if it's all baggy and saggy back there, you probably have too much. And then there is the balance between the curve in the front and what it needs and what it extension needs to be and the curve in the back and what it needs and what it extension needs to be. And they both are corrected with a series basically of scoops in the curve, maybe a fill-in, but that is unusual when you already have the three different backs to choose from. And then you can extend. The other thing we'll do is trade off. If we feel like there's a little too much wad in the front and not enough in the back, we'll say, okay, so we'll take a little off the front and we'll put it on the back. We like the total amount. We just don't like the way they're sitting on the body. And when you do that balancing act of too much length in the front, Mm -hmm. do you take a straight line across at the hip and take out the extra there? No, we do it in the extension itself. We extend the extension Mm -hmm. or we shorten it. At the end, yes. If you do those extensions, I actually have a blog post I wrote because we had so many people coming to us who had worked with us a little bit and then they went home and then they watched all the stuff on the website that says cut across your balance line and flash and spread and add in a piece if if you don't have enough back extension. And I know for a fact that that is not a very good idea because you end up with this really wonky looking pair of pants You could never make a striped pair of pants because your back is just kind of going off into forever, who knows where. So we tend to work within the crotch itself as opposed to above it to get these done. And I wrote a post where I actually showed people what happens when they do this, how it throws the grain line off. And the same with that little wedge people will take out under their rear ends to try to get the rear end to 
cup under a little bit more. I mean, they make such a mess out of the balance of the pan. And there are ways to achieve those things. Maybe not quite as much as you would like, but ultimately with a stretch fabric, you can get yourself to the place that you want. It's so much better to pay attention to keeping that grid of lines straight, really straight, so that the whole pant can hang in a balanced way. So we'll link to that blog post for this podcast. Yeah. So that's on the Fit for Art. We have a blog we write once a week, always about whatever it is we're sewing. And sometimes jackets, knits, sometimes pants, sometimes things that aren't within the Fit for Art wheelhouse. And there are lots and lots, five years worth of columns about fitting pants and designing pants and the kind of fabric you should use to make pants and the kind of zippers that go into pants and hems and just lots of great information about pants. That's a lot of information that I'll be linking to for this podcast. (laughs) Good. It's just a waste if I don't and people are going to want to read it. Absolutely. Yeah. You mentioned before, do I get resistance from students who want to make a pair of pants they can wear? And we do. But I also will say to them, why are you in this class? Because you don't have pants that fit you. And every time you've made a pair of pants, you've made it straight out of the envelope, maybe with a little this or a little that, always with the eye to be able to wear them immediately, and they aren't right. And so if you, if you just added up all the hours you spent making all those pairs of pants that don't fit you and spent maybe a quarter of that time making a mock-up that will help you, A, understand how to make them fit you and B, make them fit you and then have a tool if your body changes for some reason to help you fit them again. It's really time well spent. And once you have that pattern, the other thing we hear all the time is, well, I don't want to use the same pattern over and over again. And I say, well, you must not be as old as I am, because when you get to be my age, you just want something that's going to work. But and generally, they're younger. And when I was younger, I didn't want to make the same pattern over and over again either. I understand that. But when you have a base pattern, you can buy any pattern you want. I love the zipper in this pattern and put it on the base pattern or the pocket, or the hem treatment. What is it that you're buying about that pattern that is special? Do it to the crotch curve that you know is right. Some things are a foolish economy, I would say. And pants fitting most particularly, I think that that is the truth because you just really need to take some time and do the work to get it right. Now, when we teach a class, we bring, if you are with us in person, we bring the pants made in every single size. And so you're already ahead of the game. We put the mock-up on you. We give you the first set of instructions to change it, to fix it. And then we perfect it. But we're trying to give as many tools as we can for people to really have success because we think that we want you to sew that's our our little logo so successfully with fit for our patterns we want you to be making clothes you want to wear i think you've sold me i'm one of those wearable 12 people and <laughs> yeah i think you know having a pants base to then make your adjustments is a better way of using my time rather than making a whole lot of pants and not having them fit 
I really believe in it. And I will tell you, I made many, many pairs of pants that did not fit me mm-hmm. and worked with many teachers trying to get pants to fit me. And I have them now and I can go into my basement. And if I've pre-washed the fabric, come out in three hours with a pair of pants made. I mean, they're not hard to make. And I know that they're going to fit me. You know, you have that assurance. You're not even doing the work thinking, gosh, are they going to be okay? You don't even have to worry about that. If like myself, since we've been working from home and I've got a more of a COVID affected backside. Yes. (laughs) That's putting it nicely. When I put the pants on, should I just add extra to the seam allowance and then do the fitting if the curve is already corrected? The curve is corrected. You would put them on and it might be that you don't really need to do much to the actual structural part of your crotch curve. Now you might want to let those side seams out Mm -hmm. or you might have to reshape that back crotch curve a little bit. That would be probably it more than anything. You might have to release it to have a little bit more space to sit in. (laughs) Yep. I need more space. At the moment. Oh, the other thing is when you start to be gravity affected, when your derriere drops, Mm -hmm. that would then affect the crotch shape, wouldn't it, at the base? It does. But the lines will tell you you need to scoop. You'll see those grain lines parentheseing out. Yes. Or down and out. A very low derriere has to have a very low crotch curve. This is all, in a way, it's very logical. I think I have really appreciated how logical the system is once we got it set up and we have watched it work and fit many, many, many people. You aren't even afraid of some, you know, teeny weeny or everybody in between. You know, it's all there and you follow your little guidelines and it all works out. So when it comes to transferring the adjustments on your base pattern, Right. To the pattern itself. What's the process there? So generally the process we recommend is that you take the pants off, turn them wrong side out, and you have your grid of lines drawn on it. And because our grid includes three balance lines moving up from the crotch up into the body, they're the horizontal balance lines? Then generally you can plot the change you've made onto the pattern and then draw yourself a new line. You know, everyone has their own method that they like to work from. So you can either draw your seam lines. Our pattern has a five eighths inch seam allowance built in everywhere, except at the waist, which is not established. You will establish the waist when you get the pant to fit you right. And then we tell you to add the five eighths inch above it. So we built all that in. So we do say when you're making your adjustments, this is critical. Don't cut anything away. Leave it all in there. You can clip deep into it to get it to lay right, but leave it all in there. So you can see how much of a change you've made from the base pattern that you started with. And then plot that accordingly. And then draw yourself with a curved ruler. And we sell a wonderful curved ruler that we developed that works really well with our fit for art patterns. But any fashion ruler will work to connect things. And we have a little thing in our pattern about drawing beautiful lines and (laughs) good 
screwing your lines and making sure that the front and the back fit together, walking your pattern, all those things are in there to help you. But the lines, having those lines there everywhere. And then there's also at the waist, we haven't talked about this because we haven't really focused on the waist because the waist is not the most important thing. But once you get that crotch curve correct, having the right waist to anchor the pant is essential. And so there are a series of what we call dart guidelines that are also on the pattern. Now, they might not be where you need a dart. So we don't say put your darts on the dart guidelines. We say look at the grid of lines and figure out where there's bunchiness that you should pin out into a dart. Mm -hmm. Keep the grid straight. It will tell you where the darts need to go. And so then when you pin those out and create the shaping around the waist, which will anchor the pant into the waist treatment that you choose, of which there are three, the elastic waist, the regular classic waistband, or the faced waist. You can choose any of those. And we have templates to create pattern pieces to use. Again, you can use those dart guidelines to help you plot the darts. You'll draw your waist actually on the pattern, and then you will measure down at each dart guideline to plot the waist, connect those dots. The grid of lines and the dart guidelines really give you a lot of information about creating the right shape for you. If I was a new sewist, I would feel a whole lot happier to have all that information to guide me to get a better fit for my trousers. And even if it takes three or four goes, and I've not read your guidelines, but they sound like they really walk you through the process in a logical way. Yes, we like to think that. We have a contact us page and you can always send us a question. Yeah. And we do offer, uh, we have started in these odd and unusual times offering virtual consultations. So you can purchase one or a series of consultations with me and I will help you with your fit. I make you do it my way, but I will be willing to to be helpful. Just remember that. (laughs) um, You know, to make some progress and it, it's a little, it's slow when you do it that way, but it does, it does keep you moving forward. And the information that you can gather from making the appropriate mock-up, which doesn't really even take that long, is just really much more than you would have thought. You know what I mean? Like Think, I don't want to go to this trouble, but it gives you so much information as you move forward. So even if you're a beginning sewist, the amount of information that you've got helps people to slowly build their knowledge base so that they can get a successful outcome. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I do have a, a question. In men's mm-hmm. pants, at the back, center back of their pants, they sometimes have the center back seam has a whole lot of extra seam allowance that goes into the waist. I've tried that on women's pants and I think that's amazing. I love that. So we have that technique in our trouser variation pattern because you're putting a fly in the front. So when you fit our pants, we have an opening up the back, center back, which is the straight of grain, which is the most logical place for fitting purposes to have your opening. But when we moved the opening to the front for the trouser. And because it's a menswear look anyway, we talk about adding in and putting a seam all the way up 
So you're actually attaching the waistband to each side of the back and then sewing all the way up through and it makes alterations much easier. We've also mentioned it, I think in a blog post as an easy, if you are someone who needs a lot of pant alterations, you can do that for even each side seam and center front, depending on where you're putting your opening. You can divide up your waist treatment and apply it to each piece and then flip it over. And that's the way jeans are made. You, you do it that way for jeans. So that's in our sporty details. We go through the way that you do that and how our trousers have one kind of fly front and our jeans have a different kind of fly front. And then we also have another variation called the glamour details, which is kind of new. And it has information on making a wider leg pant and a Hollywood waistband and a contoured waistband. All of them can work in, you know, it's sort of mix and match. You can make a wide-legged jean or a pair of trousers if you wanted, since we're seeing more wide legs. You can use all the different variations in concert with each other or just one little element. Each variation has a different pocket or two in it also. We do recommend that you do not fit with any pockets in your pants. Again, because the fit can be skewed by the placement of a pocket. That's a whole other conversation too, isn't it, with pockets and pants? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's for another time. Another day. <laughs> another day. So this is my final question. So where do you suggest sewers start when they're trying to get a better refitting pair of trousers? You know, start systematically from the beginning, I would say. Or if you have a pattern you like that you think is pretty close, make a muslin of it and draw a grid line, a set of grid lines on it. So draw a grain line. It usually yeah. runs right down the grain line of the pant pattern and then make a grid over it of parallel lines, you know, parallel and perpendicular to the grain line that go up the pant. So you are creating your own grid on the pattern you have already. And then you could follow our tools to find what you need to do, where you need to scoop, what needs to be lengthened, how they need to be tweaked. Of course, I would love you to use mine. If one of the problems that the sewer has is the crotch curve is never long enough in the back, well, then get the Eureka pants and use the number three back. We've made it so easy, just the same way with if you have a really flat derriere, we have a tool for you to get started with that gets you closer at the beginning. That's less work that a new sewist would have to have in mind to get started. Pants are a great topic, as you say. There are so many interesting details you can add and different kinds of fabrications you can use and then the whole length of pants and what shoes what length looks good with what shoes and um what shape of leg looks good with what shoes and there's like there are so many fabulous topics about pants one just builds on the other and on the other but unless that core is right you can't keep moving forward great thank you for being on the podcast Getting a better derriere fit on pants is what a lot of people strive for. And I think your knowledge has helped a lot of people now take the next step to get a better outcome. I hope so. Good luck. As they say in France, bon courage. Thanks again, Ray. And have a lovely day, listeners. This episode of Sew Organised Style Podcast for Socialists was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Ray Cumbie, sound by bensound.com. 
you can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z, on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to good podcasts. Post any questions you have on our website at soulorganizedstylepodcast.com or on our Instagram account of Soul Organized Style or on our Facebook page. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.